starting. What's starting? The apocalypse is upon us. We are so screwed. Sounds sexy. It, it's spectacular. Balls. You know what? You're awesome. Hello there, fanboys and girls. I am Allie. And I am Steph, and you are listening to Two Chicks in the Plural of Apocalypse, a supernatural podcast. And I apologize for any weird audio noises because we've been having issues all damn weekend. <laughs> we've tried to do this like twice now, and there's some weird buzzing we can't get rid of. So we're going to do the best we can and be as entertaining as possible. Um, we do apologize for any excess noise, though. Um, let's just get to it, man. Episode yes, we 19 are talking of season 15. Inherit the Earth. So basically, who cares about the then? <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't even think I put anything down for the then. Really. I mean, this is our... I don't know if we're going to get a then in the very last episode, but... We're going to we get a road so far. We're going to get a road so far, and that damn song is going to play, and I'm going to fill a bucket with my tears. Um, this episode opens, and as kind of hinted at in the last episode, everyone's gone. Everybody in Kyoto, everybody in New York City, everyone is gone. And it reminded me of that episode, I think it was the very first ever episode of The Twilight Zone, the old one, where um, it starts with a guy waking up to an empty town. Just everybody disappears, and he he doesn't know why. It gave me that sort of feeling. Um, Sam, Dean, and Cass are all in. Oh my God! And Jack, I'm sorry. Oh, Freudian slip. And Jack are all in Hastings, Minnesota, and they kind of figure out what we figure out as an audience that everybody's gone. And the way Sam says, "I couldn't save anybody," <sighs> just I can't. I can't. It was it was heartbreaking. Um. And you can see that Dean is, like, still really, 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 really messed up uh, after, you know, that whole cast thing, um, which I'm sure we'll hear about in our iTunes reviews. Um, <laughs> but we have Jack, who is a sweet, sweet, sweet child, and he is, like, where's cast? And His Dean face. goes up to him and he says, sorry. Um, and then Sam tries to call Jody while this is happening, and uh, the I, I, Dean, his line here is a whole new meaning meaning to sudden death, and I just really, yeah, that's it. He got Thanos snapped. Seeing this play out, I wondered in hindsight if the writers and current showrunner were influenced by this pre or post release of infinity war because it is kind of the same vibe yeah anybody who read those comics knew that that was coming but then when it became such a like anybody who didn't it became such a thing where we had to sit there and wait for a year so yeah similar vibes with that especially because chuck snaps his fingers a lot and jack's face when he learns about Cass, just like take a dagger to me why don't you? He even has a, a tiny moment, um, uh, just a few minutes later, not even a minute later, where he's sitting there and it sounds like he's almost praying to him, or he just mm-hmm. like kind of says "cast" out loud. Well, he he was trying think. to wake him up like he did again, like he did in season thirteen. Because mm. <laughs> remember, remember, he's he says Cass's name and Cass woke up in the empty. Oh. No, I've tried to I've tried to repress all of the crying that the show has made me do. I've tried to tuck it away. Um, no wait. That's Which dumb. then now makes me wonder, considering well, no, I don't know. We'll discuss. Um, so Jack does try to reach out, and then we see that everything is dying around him. Mm-hmm. He is just sucking the life out of everything, um, much like. An orange lame duck motherfucker that we are getting rid of in January. <laughs> I also would like to thank um, 
the people who made this episode for not putting a certain actor's name in the opening credits because that yeah. really um I cuz I do I read the credits for some reason like an idiot um and the the big reveal of a character I we thought we were done with in this episode did make me make a face I also want to say that this episode is filmed beautifully. This is one of the few episodes that I can remember recently actually like taking care and doing visual storytelling instead of just cutting between close-ups. Um, John Showalter, who did this, has did a lot of interesting angles and really pretty blocking. And the scene we'll get to later with Michael um, in the cathedral and everything's lit by mm -hmm. like and candlelights. Holy cow, is it pretty. Um, so props to him. I definitely think that he should have directed more of these shows. Um, and the guys wander into a bar tavern slash pub thing where people had just stopped eating their fries. Dean very characteristically pours himself a beer and I wrote Sam gives up question mark because he basically tells the guys what other choice do we have other than to just surrender to Chuck and I I was crestfallen that's not the Sam I know like you can just tell these guys had already been beaten down before they had been beaten down and then of course later as we'll get to they get beaten down and you just don't think that they can can take it anymore. So when Sam gives up, I'm like, all right, this is the breaking point. Because he yeah. always to move forward more so than Dean. Yeah, and um, this the fact that he actually took his anger out and yelled at Jack, mm -hmm. I I think that that honestly says a lot about how Sam is doing, and it's heartbreaking. And I just I just want to hug all of them. Although if I were the only woman on earth and they were the only th <laughs> three dudes on earth, I would definitely change my stance on having children. Uh, <laughs> that makes two of us. Yeah. Although it would be very weird to um, repopulate with two people who are technically related. Um, but if that means, you know, that we bring people back Eh? Well, <laughs> did you ever watch The Last Man on Earth? No, but that show has been recommended to me by several people. Okay, you should absolutely watch Last Man on Earth now. <laughs> <laughs> and because, uh, Will, Will Forte and Kristen's shawl, right? Yeah, and he Will Forte wakes up and everybody's gone. Or no, that's he's the last man. There's like a plague, which oh really? Wait, Great. Never mind. Maybe don't watch it right now. <laughs> Isn't it about a plague that happens in 2020? I think it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read that in the descriptor and I went, oh, Will Forte foresaw this. <laughs> yeah. Um, now that I'm thinking, because it has been a minute since I watched it, but it is actually, like, the first season's hilarious. But uh, Chuck yeah. is just... They, the boys offer themselves to Chuck because all they can do is go back to the bunker and try to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. um, and Chuck tells them, he's like, listen, this happened because you would not take a knee. He is punishing the boys for not losing. And he knows that Thanosing the world with no one to save would literally be like, what is the point of a Winchester anymore? Yeah. Yeah. It's for... A show that went on past its intended runtime and had a lot of story to come up with and then tell and then explain and then find a loophole for, et cetera, et cetera. The way they kind of got themselves to the point of the most devastating thing possible for Sam and Dean is to have no one left for them to save. Like how he's, he's right when he's like, Oh, um, you know, torment and isolation and sadness. Like that's a page turner. That's what he says. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, Oh fuck. He's right. The writers who fans have had a whole love hate relationship with for many years now, they're right. This I think was the right way to go because 
after everything they've been through and then survived and come back from what more devastation is there than being useless? Yeah. You know, like it's just you. There is literally nothing living on this planet. Mm hmm. And, and yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I felt so sad for them. But I did not feel sad when in the next scene, Sam is in a V-neck. We need mm. more Sam in a V-neck. We need him in a V-neck all of the last episode, guys. Let's just be real. Um, and Dean has drinking is drinking himself to death because, hell, that's what I would do. You know, he's, like, passed out on the floor. Um, sockless, V-necked mug of tea holding Sam wakes him up, which... Why are both these boys, like, both sides of my personality? Like, complete destructo, self-loathing me is Dean. And self-care bookworm me is Sam. Like I feel like there is a little bit, well, there are little Winchesters inside of us. <laughs> to um, repopulate the earth. <laughs> no. Because no. I... I, I I I get that. I completely get that. Because I can see little parts of me and Dean and little parts of me and Sam and little parts of me and Jack and mm-hmm. Cass. And, you know, it, it's it's just really Dean. Well, first, Sam is kind of afraid because Dean is on the floor. And you can hear a little bit of fear in his voice when he wakes him up. Because, you know, what's the point if there's nothing on earth that we can do if mm-hmm. for all he knows his brother's dead uh and that was really a, a, to me that really was really nice to see in a way even though i don't know if that makes sense no i like I that i like the 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 worry and how he was you could see even though his brother what two episodes ago held a gun on him <laughs> so worried okay (laughs) i don't but man the it's kind of funny because for two characters that it took them forever to actually talk and work things out they're like silent forgiveness and like their weight their their ability to compartmentalize should be taught in a seminar like my god it's almost admirable in a really sick way (laughs) these guys who just went through all this shit and here they are. Um, but our sweet baby Angel Jack uh, does sense a power and just and tells the guys, I don't think my powers are all offline yet. Like, let's go looking for this feeling that I have. So it's kind of a cross-country thing. I forget where they initially end up, but they stop I at a gas station. I think they actually end up pretty close to where they were. Because at the end, with the dog, unless that was just a little nod so Dean knew the dog was okay. <laughs> Listen, this scene. Oh, they go to a gas station. They, um, they think Sam starts to put gas in the Impala, and Dean finds this very. Um, he reminded me of another Shaggy dog from pop culture that isn't the Shaggy dog, but I can't remember who now. He like always had hair over his eyes. I want to say his name was Toby, but I think that's wrong. I have no idea. I don't remember. The only other pop culture dog that I can think of off the top of my head is Beethoven. Scooby-Doo? Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) I was thinking live action. (laughs) Lassie? Um, And, uh... That's it. That's, we're done. Dog talk is done. (laughs) We have, oh, I have a dog under my feet. Aw, hi, Jim. little man. I put his bed under my desk, so. Aw, yeah. like that and then you can pet with this with your feet and you can multitask mm-hmm. um yep. dean finds this dog at the gas station who's a sweetheart basically he deems a miracle a word that dean really doesn't throw around even though he knows angels are real and he's like hey sam check it out i guess chuck didn't get everything and he puts the dog in the back seat of the impala he's ready to take him home to love him to nurture him he's got a reason for living again and that motherfucker chuck shows up and snaps the dog out of existence and the fire and fury and just pure rage on Dean's face is exactly what I had. That's when I started screaming fuck you at the TV repeatedly because I had had it up to here. You can't see me because we're not doing video today, but it's way above my head. Uh, and I had had it up to here with Chuck and I was so ready to see him die. Um, 
Well, my note here is um, Dean finds an adorable puppy, a little grain of hope, and Chuck fucks it all up. Oh, he's the worst. Ugh, even though Rob Benedict is kind of a zaddy, and he's a, mm-hmm. I stand a short king because we all know, well, maybe we all don't, but my love for Seth Green goes back way, 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 way far. Um, I can't, I can't, I was already pissed off with Chuck. Like, there's no, you can root for the bad guy in some movie, but the minute that bad guy kills a dog, if you're not against said bad guy, I'm going to fight you. Because humans, yeah, sure, pick us off one by one, we're the worst. But if you have it in you to, to kill the dog, like, come on, you deserve everything don't, coming to you. Don't kill the dog. But you know what I will say? What a way to die. Just turn into a poof of smoke. I mean, Not smoke, even feel it. Smoke does look kind of cool, like the way it shimmies around the air and whatnot. But as long as it's painless, they never exactly. really said... That the people who got snapped were in pain or where they went. They just kind of like, disappeared. It, it was a Thanosing. Um, but instead of dust, they turned to smoke and just whooshed. They, no. they were vaped. No, I was. <laughs> they were. They were totally vaped. Sick, I wonder if chunky it's like, clouds. I wonder if it's like. A Thanos uh, scenario, though, because if I'm not mistaken, they said that when they were snapped, like, time stopped for them. Um, and when it went on for everybody else, so, like, the kids that came back to Peter Parker's school were, like, the same age when everyone got older. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I think, I think for this, at least, for this snap, it just reverted back to the day that it was snapped on. Yeah, that seems like, like what happened. Yeah. Kind of like a mystery spot situation. Oh, mystery spot. Um, it all comes back to mystery spot, guys. <laughs> um, so, Q Asia. Right? So Jack sensed something. They He did not sense the dog. He sensed uh, a presence in this church. So, and he tells the boys, guys, I have no idea what we're walking into. And they're just like, let's do it. And when they open the doors... They see some book, uh, I I almost said church accoutrement, (laughs) (laughs) some Bibles, I believe they're called, (laughs) Um, open on the the area where the guy stands. So, (laughs) I don't know churches, okay? (laughs) I don't know, I don't know either. We're all just making it up as we go. But this is the scene I mentioned that was beautifully lit with all these candles and this like um sort of heat lightning that was happening outside (laughs) and it turns out that archangel michael who's still hanging out there in long forgotten meme boy adam's body um because for years and years like especially after he was introduced to us steph would send me memes about adam where it just said like yep still in hell and i was like oh he's dancing yeah yeah i love that um so we find out that michael had adam had poofed off he turned into a big chunky cloud i believe they're called um he adam was vaped and dean says poor bastard never caught a break and that's just you can really hear the the kind of like God, I feel so bad for this kid. Yeah, he never did catch a break. He did not. Um, and we found out that Michael was the one to push Chuck propaganda, aka Christianity. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call Christianity from now on is Chuck propaganda. Chuck propaganda. <laughs> Sometimes it's good when I medicate before the podcast. Yeah, you um, some zingers. <laughs> but reviews are going to say you're the favorite. <laughs> maybe. No, probably never. Um, so Michael says, you know, when the ra- he calls it the rapture. So apparently everybody was raptured, not Thanos. Um, when the rapture began, he came to this church and he he's pretty much been hanging out here researching what he has done Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. he says that he's going to work with the boys and the boys want him to read God's death book, which we thought that maybe there'd be a chance. He like put his hand on it and did some cool glowy thing, but alas, nothing. Um, commercial break where they try to sell me state farm insurance. Then <laughs> cut to uh, the boys are sitting in the bunker sharing a beer because what else is there to do? And air quote Cass calls. Now again, I believe we did this poll on Twitter at Two Chicks Pod. If it's Cass with one S or Cass with two S's, I think it is Cass with one S because there's only one S in Castiel. However, because I'm a goddamn hypocrite, I have <laughs> one L in Allison and I spell Allie with two L's. So I can see where the confusion lies. Wow. <laughs> well, what? I'm not wrong. I totally no, do you're have not one wrong. L with my legal name. So Castiel calls and says that he's at the door. And the minute that, that happened, I'm like, oh, you idiot. This this is a trap. Like, I was literally Admiral Akbar yelling at the TV. It And sure enough, door swings open. Boom. Oh. Lucifer. Of all motherfucking people, it's <sighs> Lucifer. And this is the one thing. I didn't tell you at the time because I didn't want you to be sad. This is the one thing that when I opened up my phone on Thursday night, I don't follow any oh. I know, I know, I was so mad. And I don't follow any of the SPN people. And because Supernatural is a recommended algorithm based on the few likes that I've given it, JARPAD right there, just all caps, Lucifer. And I was like, what Jen the fuck? Spoiled this for you? Padalecki ruined Supernatural for me. <laughs> Are we going to have beef with Jared Padalecki right now? Listen, I'm not going to street fight Walker, Texas Ranger. Are you kidding me? He'll, he'll smother me with a 10-gallon hat. It's just no, not it, a good idea. It's Twitter's fault, but I, I kind of, if you're going to be spoiled by anybody, what a fucking person to spoil it. I wish he would spoil me just not in that way if he catch my drift, okay? <laughs> well, honestly, come on. Allison, I've been talking, we've been talking to each other like this, well, yelling at each other like this <laughs> for the last three years okay nope. i get it <laughs> i'm thinking it too yeah we all anybody with eyeballs is man they're just yeah. mm, 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 mm. i could eat them for so, lunch so yes um it's lucy at the door and he claims the empty uh booted him to find god's book and use it against him but it's Lucifer, so the boys are rightfully sketched out and are like, we're not going to work with you. We're not going to trust you. What the hell are you even doing here? Um, there was a point where I was burnt out on Lucy, uh, even though I love, 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 love Mark Pellegrino and his portrait. Hey, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. But to see him back one last time for this was oh, kind of yeah. It was like getting sprinkles on top of a cupcake. A sad <laughs> cupcake. My immediate thing was, oh, my God, this is the showdown that we didn't really get to see in the end of season five. Like, because we saw Michael and Lucifer, but then, hey, ass butt, mm -hmm. that happens, and we don't really get to see. I, I like seeing Mark and, um, why is his name completely? Chuck? No, I'm an idiot. Michael. Oh, uh, Jake Abel. Jake, yes. Sorry. I, again, I medicated. <laughs> so it was just, it was nice having that kind of flashback in the series finale to the season five finale in a way, because I, I don't know. I really liked it. But the fact, the Lucifer coming back with From the Empty, I'm like, I thought, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get into that because we're not. <laughs> there yet well lucifer to try and get on the guy's good side brings an offering um basically the i would argue yes the only woman to no wait yes the only woman to appear in this episode betty who is a reaper and um he kills her in front of them and the guys are like oh what the fuck why and i'm like even me, who forgets a lot of the supernatural lore as I'm watching it, like, until it happens. I'm like, oh, he's making her death so she can read the book. And that's exactly what happens. 
she uh, headbutts Dean and gets a really sweet looking sigh um, and is like, all right, I'll read your book, but it's not a group project and closes the door on them. And they're just kind of left to sit and stew till she comes out. And she does in a very proclamation-y way and is like, ah, yes, I've read Death's book or God's Death book and the ending is, and before she can even spit it out, Lucifer decides to turn her into dust and take the book because he's a double-crossing mud muncher and I hate him (laughs) so much. And yes, I think I just pulled double-crossing mud muncher from the Little Rascals movie from 1994, but that's how mad he makes me. Well... It's, you know, it's Lucifer. I know. (laughs) He's such a dick. Then, well, I love that he says Mikey's a cuck. (laughs) I I had to listen to that twice. Like, he says it twice. And upon second listening, I was like, are they really saying cuck on TV? Because that term has specific origins and then has been co-opted by a certain group of people to say that another group of people are basically like lame. I'm I'm not going to say the definition of cuck is in the trivia and the fun facts today, but it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, any grown adult with internet access may be aware of what it already means. Um, I mean, that that's fine. That that is fine. That's totally okay. Um, but I just was kind of um, confounded. Um, uh, actually, you know what? I tweeted at Lin Manuel Miranda once while he was um, like live tweeting a Hamilton watch when it had just come out. Mm-hmm. I had said something like, I I forget what song it was on. I want to say. Um, say no to this. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sir, I'm pretty sure you're the only person to successfully rhyme the word cuckold or get the word <laughs> cuckold into a musical. And it may have gotten like a like or two or whatnot, but I just, I think it's so funny that that, it doesn't seem like that that is in the general vernacular. And now it is because apparently Satan himself is using it. So yes. he does call Michael a cuck and Michael gets pissed off about that. And there's some some powers exchanged back and forth, a little bit of a fight, and eventually Michael gets Lucy with an angel blade, which for mm-hmm. a fallen angel, pretty fitting. Um, and oh yeah, oh before that, Lucifer tries to recruit Jack to their side, and oh, yeah. Jack is like, "To hell with you, no." That's the baby He's- angel we know. That's that's a big fuck you, bro. You're not my dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're not my real dad. <laughs> you're not my father. Uh, we get this Michael and Dean, though, after Michael stabs him in the chest, we get this uh, heart-to-heart moment mm-hmm. where they kind of have this talk about how Sam is going to... Now that the book is open because Lucifer killed Betty... Uh, we're going to try to read it and Sam thinks he can kind of get the spell off of it uh, to call Chuck. And are you ready to do this, Michael? Are you ready to kill your dad? And I'm going to say Dean is a very smart cookie because you could tell Mm -hmm. by the way his face is playing this whole time, especially when like Sam comes out and says, Hey, I think I got it. Mm -hmm. Um, Dean is still, like, looking at Michael to make sure, like, he's, Dean has shifty eyes this episode. Yeah, in hindsight, especially when you know what's coming, and then during the rewatch, you're like, oh, this is beautifully laid out. Yeah, like, I just want to say, Dean Winchester, you master. You are a master, (laughs) and I love you. Um, Jensen and Jared, we've said it a zillion times, masters of the subtle facial twitch, you know, be it, like, I think Sam does an actual, like, twitch more than dean he does the just the little things that their faces do it's it's something it's i don't it's the magic of acting you know it's so so quick so from there this all happens very fast we get some does gorgeous overshots drone shots of this very beautiful area that i would like to visit um, with the it, bluest water I've ever seen. It looks somewhat similar to that cabin um, is, from a few seasons back. 
we've That's been sure. there a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vancouver. <laughs> we have definitely been there. But the way that it was shot in this episode, there was just something like I th- there was they did use a drone. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fairly sure I read uh, to shoot this episode. And I really just it. I love that they're also showing how beautiful the space they got to film in is mm-hmm. now. Yeah, because even though they're towards the end here, the story seems more important. So the production, you know, they've used special effects where they've had to to tell the story. But it seems like this time care was spent on exactly how we see what we see instead of just Mm -hmm. seeing it. So, again, kudos to this director. Um, So they get to this gorgeous location where I would like to visit someday. And they do this air quote spell that shows uh, the, that makes Chuck show up. Like, what are and you I, kids doing? I'm not going to say that Chuck's in this moment, Chuck's death book was actually a real burn book, but uh, <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Chuck is a grusky little biatch. Oh, you know what? We should digit. We need to digitally Photoshop his face onto a burn book and put "made out with a hot dog" underneath it. <laughs> oh my God, the supernatural burn book with just like all the villains. <laughs> I kind of want to do this. Okay, sure. title of this episode is Supernatural's Burn Book. We have to do it. It's it's written in the stars now. Um, Chuck shows up and knocks the boys out of the way, uh, including Jack. And because Michael, I mean, Lucifer was right. Michael is kind of a Kirk. Um, he double cross. There's a lot of double crossing in this episode. Double crosses the boys. He was actually spying for God the entire time. But God is like, mm, you sided with them a little too early on. And I'm just not a fan of you anymore. And he decides to kill Michael. So, you know. His favorite. His favorite. The guy who quote, unquote, spreaded, Chuck, spreaded Chuck propaganda. Spread? Oh, yeah. Spread is not a word. Oh, um, Lucifer was the favorite. Sorry, my bad. I was getting the, the angels mixed up. Um, but Adam is, he's a little bitch. Or not Adam, but Michael. Michael is a little bitch. Because mm-hmm. uh, he, he was like, daddy. Daddy, daddy, can I be your favorite friend? Daddy, daddy, do you love me? Please love me, daddy. And I wish our video was working right now because I definitely wanted to watch you do that. (laughs) And Chuck is like, "Mm, you're not my child. I'm I'm done with you. This whole show is just, it should have been called You're Not My Real Dad. Because God kills Michael and... Then he decides, very meta, that he wants to cancel the show. And the boys are like, all right, but if you're going to do that, I'm going to get one good punch in. And Sam fucking cold clocks God. And I, ah, the the brief moment of joy and satisfaction that I had was then completely torn down. Um, because Chuck has decided, instead of using his God powers... They're going to have a full-on fist fight. And he's breaking bones, and there's bloody noses, and he keeps telling them, that's enough, stay down. And they refuse. They've always refused. And how could he think the Winchesters were going to go down without a fight? They would ne- they haven't, they've defied everything that he's tried to do to them so far. Why does he think just verbally telling them stay down is going to work? Fuck you, Chuck. You know, for being, like, an omnipotent writer... Who occasionally, well, writer who sometimes mostly sucks. Um, <laughs> the fact that he's like, all right, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I might as well dirty my hand, my dainty little hands, because I do believe he told Metatron that he didn't like getting his hands dirty back uh-huh. in the day, and this is why he's like, all right, well, let's do this, um, and the fact that he thought he could get the Winchesters who have defied him at every freaking turn Mm -hmm. to stay down on the ground. Bitch, you don't know them. (laughs) You 
should know them, but you don't know them. These are guys we've watched stitch up their own wounds and Sammy walk around in a sling due to an actual Jared Padalecki injury for a couple episodes a few seasons back. Like, they've broken bones, they've been unconscious, they've had their fingernails ripped off. Every inconceivably painful thing has happened to them and they are still alive and he thinks he's like what five foot nothing that he's gonna keep down Sam Winchester I don't think so well the fact just seeing the Winchesters get up is just oh it's just like that's my big note is he wants the boys to quit he wants an actual like physical surrender in front of him. And the thing that made me turn on the waterworks the first time watching this, the thing that just like flipped a switch and immediately made me start crying was there's one shot after being told repeatedly, you know, stay down, that's enough, quit, give up, don't keep trying. Sam gets up and at one point hooks Dean's arm to help him him up. up. And that is when, especially after all that time, Dean going, I've always protected you. Now that this last moment, here's his little brother making sure that he gets up. And that's where I fucking lost it. Oh, like, I, I, I don't know if I sent you my reactions to this because I was a mess um, when Mm -hmm. this happened because as soon as Chuck just keeps going, stay down, stay down, you lose. And I'm like, that no. And then Sam gets up, he grabs Dean, he lifts him up, and you can see that they're both a mess. And I'm just like, this is what this show is all about. Exactly. I am totally with you on that. I just, it, like, right now I'm getting a little overclamped about it. (laughs) Kind of like how, and this is the whole reason we got on this journey to begin with, we were both Buffy fans. Kind of like how the last season of that show um, made an attempt, and at least I think did, get back to the core idea of the show, which was... There was supposed to be one girl in all the world to take care of all these problems. And then, spoiler alert for a show that's over 20 years old, they make it so that she is not the only one that has the burden to bear against uh, about the fight against evil. This show started as two brothers on a journey. Looking saving- da- yeah, looking for their dad. Saving people, hunting things. Yep, and here they are. Two of the three people left in the world. And they're still fighting. They, they're now, if they can't hunt, they're, they're still going to save. And what they're going to save is each other. Boom. <sighs> so they get up and Sam cracks a smile because we all know how uh, we feel about hot guys that are bloodied up. Um, and he, uh, <laughs> God goes, why are you smiling? And Sam goes, because you lose. And. God was so busy punching our boys down that he forgot about little Jack-Jack back there. Jack, this entire time, has been absorbing power. He has not been killing things with life on purpose, per se. Like, it wasn't him him taking, him making all of those plants gray and dull and lifeless wasn't him killing them on purpose. He was just Mm -hmm. taking their energy and the energy of people like Lucifer and Michael in that big fight they had in the bunker and absorbing as much of it as possible. And all that physical energy that Chuck had been using while punching the boys down, Jack had been absorbing that too. Jack is essentially right now, the the first thing that came to mind is that Jack is the physical manifestation of the Black Panther suit. <laughs> I like but that. instead of instead of pushing all the energy off, he collects the energy in, and he well, I mean, he does get to use that energy, but it goes away. But instead of this, it's like no, this energy's here to stay, baby. Yeah, well, the suit, if I'm not mistaken, the suit absorbs the kinetic energy and then can push it back out. So yeah, he's kind of like if the Black Panther was. Um, Sweet a, little angel. An innocent four-year-old white guy in... Actually, you know what is interesting about this scene is um, 
we were talking about costuming not too long ago is did you notice that kind of Chuck and um yes they were wearing the same sort of whites like the same yes. shade yeah so I Jack, think the is, suit Chuck was wearing was from the um 200th episode I feel uh, like maybe that could have been I don't know the but he was back to the lighter colors mm-hmm but we know, we don't we see past that you butthead. <laughs> and Chuck um, can't be or Chuck tries to snap Jack and can't do it. It's and as he like realizes that his power has been drained, I'm gonna give it up for Rod Benedict in his last moments on this show because even though I literally cackled as he was on the ground like sniveling. And oh yeah. Sad and powerless. Like you made me hate you and that was your job. So good job. Like can we get an applause yes. for Rob Benedict? Fantastic. And now cuz when Jack sucked out all of his energy, mm-hmm. he and I like that he tells Sam and Dean after realizing, "Oh god, I am now a human." This is why you're my favorites, because I have no idea what you're going to do. I didn't see this coming. Mm-hmm. And basically, just he grovels so well. He was so pathetic. <laughs> he was so pathetic. It was um, so good. So, Jack- Rob Benedict, you beautiful bastard. Yep. <clears throat> May you end up married. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if Robin? Don't were- say it. Don't say it. Maybe... Put it, that energy out there. It would out just the be universe. so cute, though. It would be adorable. It would be so cute. Um, yes. So, yeah, Chuck, Chuck is now powerless. Jack doesn't kill Chuck. He just takes all of his power, thus turning him mortal, which is probably the last thing in the world that he ever thought was possible or that he wanted. Um, and, yeah, at this point, he's, like, on the ground, and Sam slams his book down in front of him, and it's... It, it looks like it's empty, but it's empty because only death can read it. Yes. Um, but kind of the symbolism, though, of us looking at that book and it being empty is kind of lovely. Um, mm-hmm. There's this sort of weird peace that comes with it. Yes. Um, and you're right. He goes, is this where you kill me? Because I honestly don't know what comes next. And he thinks to die at Sam and Dean's hands would be, quote, glorious. And he calls Dean the ultimate killer, which Dean looks at Sam and they know that they need to let him live and rot away. Because Cass, just an episode before, made sure to tell Dean, I know you. You are you think you're some kind of killer. Daddy's blunt instrument. That's not who you are. And so that look that Dean shoots Sam says, it's almost, it's almost like the end of Seven. Um, mm-hmm. In the same idea of if you give the bad guy what he wants, he wins. Yeah. And that's exactly what they decide not to do here. And they, they say, or I believe it's Sam is like, no, that's not who we are. And they say, oh, it's Dean. I remember. I read a lot of quotes for this one because it's, it's, it's okay. So I did too. He goes, this is the ending where you grow old and get sick and just die. And Sam says, and no one cares. No one will remember you. Now, for a guy with a grand design who wanted to have his son propagate him and everything that he had mm-hmm. done and, and be worshipped to die on his creation, mortal, powerless, with no one to love him in the world. And to have nothing to have no one around to remember him or what he did or care mm-hmm. about what he did. Perfect ending, I think. Oh, yeah. For God. Very satisfying. Oh, for uh, sure. And that he's guys. Guys, come back the whole time. And they're just like, no, fuck you. They get in the Impala. Bye. They do a fishtail and they're like, peace. Bye, Felicia. Like, yeah. So good. Uh, it so, it so was good. It was so good. Um, So the boys go back to Minnesota where they were when all of this had gone down. And there are a lot of great classic cars in this episode, I just want to point out. Like that mm-hmm. Mustang at the beginning was beautiful. The blue car in the background during the yeah it's some good old cars in this episode um and then uh they kind of just jack there's a feeling in the air 
and Jack kind of closes his eyes because the boys ask him if he can bring everybody back or, you know, what what now? Um, and the young bloods get together, starts playing, which yes. the songs I'm I've missed the classic rock. Yes. So much this season I'm, and last season. And I, I wish we had it like we used to because mm-hmm. the music was such a big part of this. And I really thought that this get together by the Youngbloods and then later running on empty by Jackson Brown um, really kind of brought Supernatural back a little bit more now that Chuck's yes. gone. Yes. And I, kind, it, I, I, I have questions and I have thoughts and I'm very excited to see what happens next even though that's it um but I'm yeah pretty Jack- sure, i'm pretty sure the classic music diminished because it gets expensive to pay for and that's well, yeah. partially why the t- first two seasons do not watch on netflix do not no, do the that first, you can watch the second season oh, okay so it's just oh, the first. That first one i believe um but it's just it's kind of it's been a while and it was just really nice to get that song and that song was perfect for this mm-hmm. moment and it, it also kind of i thought it was really appropriate appropriate for this moment in history at least as an american well I felt- that's I was, I was about to say you could definitely tell they shot this during covid times <laughs> yeah for real um, um and everybody comes back um as far as we know that means everybody that means au bobby au charlie um uh, Donna, you know, everybody that got snapped away that does, still should be here. Does that mean Cass? Can't, okay, we find out that everybody's back um, and Jack is essentially God. Amara, when Jack took Chuck's powers, he sucked Amara into himself, apparently. Mm-hmm. And they're in harmony. So, I will say, you did get your Jack and Amara... We got that Jack and Amara relationship. <laughs> we did, actually, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that until you said yeah. it. Um, um, well, here's but- a question that literally just came to mind. Because I, I guess, okay, so Chuck got rid of everybody, but Lucy still managed to bring a Reaper. So are there still Reapers and there will still eventually be death? Well, because- yeah, because we find out there has to be Reapers still. I think Lucifer just stole one, um, but the but with those boys being the only people on Earth, they were probably all the Reapers were just doing God knows what, Chuck mm-hmm. knows what. They're just <laughs> literally like you know they're just up on their reading, they're baking exactly. bread. Yeah, they're jerking around. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so here's here's another question though that I'm curious about. So. Obviously, in this universe up until a point, God is real, angels are real, demons are real, hell is real, yada yada. Most of the biblical stuff rings true. Um, There is still a hell. Rowena is queen of it. Uh, I'm pretty sure demons and angels still exist. But with Jack being God and telling, well, he doesn't like the term, it seems, but basically being God and then saying he's going to be hands off. Do does he I don't think I think it's too hard to reshape the world to let people know or believe that the religion they've been following this entire time is either a lie or no longer a thing. So there's probably still going to be churches and people who believe in Chuck propaganda on this planet, Yeah, I would think. I mean, According, if everything is to, if like, at least on this planet, in, in that sense, the Bible is still, we understand somewhat true based in supernatural lore, because I mean, Cain and Abel, we know them, we met Adam, Mm -hmm. like that all did happen, but like maybe finding Jack, I guess (laughs) people are going to have to find Jack, but I think he's going to go back to the way things were. What I'm here are my questions because I do have a section after this that just says questions. Um, <laughs> is he going to bring Cass back? Are there still monsters? 
are the gates to hell closed so do demons have to claw back up like they did in the first season if that's the case Hmm. um these are questions so jack i think he's just gonna peace out like uh chuck did essentially but he's still gonna i think he's definitely gonna keep an eye on those boys I love Jack for this, though. Like, you know, it's sad to see a character go, but he has grown beyond the story. He And he yeah. says, people will probably still pray to me for answers, but those answers will be in each of them. They don't need to pray to me. And I kind of well, like that because it's the, it's the take on religion that I wish more people had. Like, Jack is literally giving everyone the gift of free will. Team free will! basically earth free will um and then okay we need to talk about this last scene well well, well there's one more there's one more line from jack i need to make okay. sure um as before he leaves he goes i learned when people have to be their best they can be and that's what to believe in and that's also i think part of the the core of the show they don't really talk about it it's not too mm-hmm. it's not overly i mean it's a pretty bleak show it's not overly preachy and i use that term loosely with the whole like self-love be the best version of you thing but Mm -hmm. it's there because our main characters struggle with it so so often and so i think those i think that's the last thing he says before he leaves and i appreciate the writers putting that in there because i think it needed to be said Mm -hmm. um and then we get to this scene where Sam and Dean are back in the bunker, they're having a beer, <sighs> sitting on the table, and this, you could see, this was real emotion, this I was. think. This was absolutely 100% real, 100% emotion from these men. This was um, not Sam talking to Dean or Dean talking to Sam. This was Jared and Jensen talking to one another. Yes, absolutely, and it was amazing. Um, so, actually, if you're if you're drinking anything right now, or even if you're not, just be a mime. Raise a glass to everyone we lost along the way. Mm-hmm. Do it. I just took a drink of my water. <laughs> you could probably hear it. Um, it's uh, and then we get this montage. They are finally free. They recognize it. They let it sink in a little bit. There's a, there was a lot of great push-ins in this episode. Yeah. Uh, the part where Jack healed them while they were still on the shore. And there's that beautiful, like, mountain landscape behind them. And they're finally, like, all healed up. There's a great push on them there. And then Dean puts his arm around Sam. The camera goes through them and ends up landing on the bunker table where th- their initials, Mary's initials, I think, and I think Cass... Yeah, and, and Jack. His and Cass Jack's and name. Jack have, have their uh, names carved in. Uh, um, and there's a line that this this last scene where Sam says it's pretty quiet, and Dean says, "Yep, to everyone we lost along the way." And Sam says, "You know, with Chuck not writing our story anymore, we get to write our own." And that this is where Jared like was really choking up and I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god (laughs) um and he said just you you know just you and me going wherever the story takes us just us and Dean says finally free what happens next (laughs) well I'll tell you what happens next a motherfucking montage Uh, which if you've ever seen team America you know you need a montage um uh, that's it, it, it got me again fucking montage man like oh, it's from it, i thought it was gonna start at season one and just move actually through the seasons but it ended up being like a big old smash super cut of amazing guest stars people uh, like characters you hadn't seen in a while um you know moments that people talk about and just sort of a big old highlight reel of this show now i yes. think a, a proper highlight reel of this show would also include the amazing acting, dramatic acting of these fellows along the way, mm-hmm. but because they only had so much. I to think we'll get that next in. week. To be we, honest with you, we might. And I have I have some thoughts about 
what might happen. Um, but after we see, after this montage, the montage ends on the boys driving into the sunset, and then we see Sam and Dean from the ti- pilot. Sam throws the gun in, slams the, the Impala, then black. <sighs> so we've got work to do, seems to be what maybe might happen in the finale. Here's my thoughts. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. So now that the boys are like free to do their own thing, remember the that picture I sent you from like the last day on set? And they were kind of in their outfits from the pilot and looked a little bit older? Yes. So I wonder if next week, what if like, I mean, I don't know how a lot of people would feel about this, but I honestly think it would be kind of a fitting end to the show if it were Sam and Dean a little bit older hunting a monster. (laughs) If it just ended how it started? Yes. Interesting. I, like, I'm not going to lie. I, like, I, I, I know there's a lot of theories, and I know a lot of people are, like, a lot of people have different things, but I kind of feel like that would be the best way for for me mm-hmm. for how next week's episode. <clears throat> Whatever happens in the series finale, the story is wrapped up here in the penultimate episode. So oh. whatever happens is, well, I mean, like the story for the season, the big, the big bad part of things. So whatever happens after that is just going to be a grace note. And I almost, I almost kind of appreciate this because after everything the fans have been through for 15 years, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we've been through a lot with binging episodes, waiting for episodes, you know, finding out people die, finding out our main characters are in purgatory. Like the, we've yeah. been through the ringer. And so I think it's actually nice that this portion of that is done and that there is a chance for solace and reflection and just be peace when you are done. Exactly. There's plenty of, of, things to just like revel in and soak up and like really take the moment to enjoy in the final episode, because it's not so much like plot or stuff being shoved together really quickly. What are you? Oh my God. Oh my God. What if in the next episode, basically Sam and Dean are hunter, just like living their huntiest lives, um, lives. And then, they, they, maybe we'll see that they finally turned into the Bobby. They own like a scrapyard, and they are who, <laughs> others hunt, who other hunters go to for help. They've most certainly earned their position as the Bobby. Um, I think it might have been you. It might have been something I read online. I can't even remember. It might have been. It could just be something that's popped into my head now. Um, but what if they do the Bobby thing, but it's for like an entire network of hunters? Because like that's they've got. What I yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we might. It might have been you. We have alternate universe Bobby out there. We have Charlie. We have Jody. We have Donna. We have Claire. We have Alex. We have this. In, we have Garth, mm-hmm. and like we have the, the boys have built this family up, and I feel like it would only be right for them to be like maybe not semi-retired and be able to like live their lives and be happy because you also have to think if everybody's back, Eileen's back. So oh, Sam, yeah. Sam chance at a full on happy life with Eileen. Oh, that, oh. Just give me a fucking happy ending. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> that has two meanings in the supernatural world for us. <clears throat> Um, being happy right now and I just I this episode I I think I mean wrapped everything up so now it's mm-hmm. just it's uh, you know whatever happens since it's out of our control I have had a lot of fun and I've met a lot of real nice people through this show and I've laughed at a lot of memes 
and I've had, I've made a lot of great reaction videos. Thanks to you filming me sometimes when I didn't even know it. And we have this dumb, wonderful, goofy, very thirsty podcast to look back on <laughs> in like 15 years. And, uh, it's, I know it's not the last episode, but damn it, it's been a good ride. Well, it's, and, oh, God, okay. I know it's just, not the last episode, but I'm me, getting emotional. But, like. <laughs> Here, how about how about we take a breath and we have some fun facts. Um, well, so people I, who don't. I just, I, I just want to say this show does mean a lot to me. <laughs> it was so, your first tattoo. It was my first tattoo. I I discovered Supernatural at a very weird point in my life, and I just, I'll talk about it next week. I'm sure I'm, we might have to do our own road so far. Um, <laughs> 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 but I just – it's – it, I'm very sad it's ending, but also very excited to see what happens next for the boys. And here are some fun facts. All right. Uh, the inherit the earth is a reference to the verse in the Christian Bible, New Testament, Matthew 5, 5, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. The verse was previously mentioned uh, by Dean and the demon Casey in Sin City from season three. Um, the gas station where Dean finds the dog is called Route 66 and has the name of Todd and Buzz on the front side on the front sign. Route 66 was a 1960s show following two guys, Todd Styles and Buzz Murdoch, and their adventures as they travel across America. Uh, Eric Kripke has said the show was part of the inspiration behind Supernatural, and the gas station also had Eric Kripke and Phil Segria um, etched in the front door, and Kim M., a tribute to Kim Manners, written on one of the posts. Aww. Um. There is, all right, well, the one everybody's been waiting for. Cuff. <laughs> what does it mean, Stephanie? Cuck is a shortening of cuckold used to refer to a man who is subservient to a woman. And in porn, where a man watches another man have sex with his partner. In recent <laughs> years, it has also become used by white supremacists to describe anyone who believes in something that they disagree with. Fuck white supremacy. <laughs> Punch all the Nazis. Um, you know what? We'll have to find something else to make air horn noises for, but the world is very, very slowly healing, so hopefully we'll get to uh, annoy people with our mouth noises more here yeah. very shortly. Um, the scene where uh, Sam, Dean, and Jack leave Chuck is the mirror opposite of the ending to Back to the Future 3. So, cool. <laughs> There's like a whole long thing, but I've never seen Back to the Future 3, and maybe I don't want to spoil myself. <laughs> it's hard to uh, to make a good trilogy, so um, I don't know. I don't have anything to say on Back to the Future Part 3. Okay. So one day of filming had occurred when production halted, just like everybody's lives. Oh, my God. Due to the pandemic. Um the rest of uh, this episode and carry on was filmed after in the aftertimes uh, on, <laughs> on his birthday, August 20th, Misha revealed spoilers on Twitter as to the cast limited by COVID restric restrictions currently filming in this episode. Fans began putting two and two together that cast was not around, um, but you know what? This could all be a, freaking cop out and for all we know Cass could be back and him and Dean move in together and love each other <laughs> they can then reboot my two dads where, yeah uh, uh, you know oh, god it's it's again we are for any and all ships that you wish to ship here at two chicks pod um I just I, I don't I like I like the idea I, I like the I like I mean I'm I'm an ally. I'm pro LGBTQ. So if anybody wants to see Dean and Cass together, I I want to see it too. Why the fuck not? A lot of the ships on this show, anyways, are gay ships. So you well, know. I'm not saying that I'm against. <laughs> no, I know, I know. We've just never our ships that we've we've talked about have always been like 
I don't, I don't know. want to say safe, but like Dean and Baby, you and I can most certainly I, agree on. I, just, I think it would make Cass's death mean a little less if they did that. That's all You're I'm right. saying. You're um, right. And then Kimberly Sussad, who played Betty, had previously played Amanda Weiler in Adventures in Babysitting in season seven. Um, after finding Miracle, Dean breaks briefly breaks his own rule of no dogs in the Impala. <laughs> and um, there's a mechanics called Showalters after the director, John Showalter, um, on the side of the slogan. On the side, the slogan is one more in reference to be there being only one more episode. Oh, God. Jack, Dean, and Sam go to a diner called Sammy's, and Dean turns off a tap that is pouring family business. Of course. Um, and then the episode ends with a flashback to Sam throwing a gun, and it is known as the We Got Work to Do scene. So, we got work to do. And... You can find us at Two Chicks Pod on Twitter. I am at the Ginger Pyre. I am at Dammit Alley. Thanks again for listening this week, guys. And until next time, carry on. Oh no! Oh, that's oh. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I gotta say, when I started doing that at the end of season one of this podcast, I had no idea that was gonna be the episode title for the last episode ever conversation about that i think we have and someone i don't know if you've noticed twitter has figured this out that carry on wayward son dropped on november 19th did i did see that you know Mm. did they Mm. question conspiracy theories all right some q anon shit right there (laughs) No, we're out of here. Bye, guys. Bye, idiots.